0: Got Your Your Ears Ears On is brought to you you by by. Tactical Legion 9. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot and Johnson. Guido,
1: you know how last week, go back to last week, Scoot and I told you the talent is there. Mm-hmm. Stick with
0: these guys, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well,
0: since we talked, Scoot, they've done some good things. Talent has showed up. Two wins in the last week. One in Lubbock against Texas Tech, 76-61, to and then we beat Auburn in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, uh, 80-77. to We'll talk about that here in a second. Two wins, one of them against a team that was very good with the Auburn game. The other one against a team of Texas Tech guys, I mean— should have been a win texas tech can't win in the conference at all johnson well i i would submit scoot i'm gonna try to beat you
1: to the punch here i i would submit because i expected this from guido like mm -hmm, uh, i expected uh, this wet blanket right let me wet this blanket down and throw it over your happiness about your road let's talk
2: about this wet blanket
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like why? Like why? Yeah. The why the blanket is wet. wet? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What? The blanket I, in the first place? Well, I mean, it's gross. No one wants that. It's gr- who wants a wet? Blanket? Yeah. Who wants a wet blanket? Uh, no one wants that. So when in not. this trip to Lubbock, what I was going to say, I would submit that it made that road win even that much tougher to me because Texas Tech is so hungry. I what they were zero and seven at the time. Uh, WVU goes in, handles them, fifteen point win. They had not won on the road in Conference Guido since February 23rd of 2021. Like, this yep. is a Big, huge, huge victory on the road.
0: Huge. yeah, Huge. Scoot, uh, so here's what I got out of the Texas Tech game, I guess, which was that Bob Huggins actually looked down the bench. He saw Joe Toussaint and then said, hey, Toots, get in the game. Joey Toots plays 29 minutes in the Texas Tech game, scores 20 points, 22 points, Johnson. Uh, you know, he, he's four for uh, nine. He's He shoots more free throws than I think all of Texas Tech shot that game. I mean, Huggins finally, you know, after all the stuff about Joe Toussaint not playing in the previous games, gets a bulk of the minutes in this game.
1: Yeah, Scoot, uh, we were commenting on that. Huggs was not happy at all. With the starters early in this game, he essentially does a yes. line change, and then those majority of those starters just sit in this game until about like five minutes left in the half. I mean, you they could tell they
2: trickle in too. It wasn't like they all came yeah. back.
1: But I mean, that second line is what Claude. If you remember, we're yes. also giddy about this Auburn win. You forget that we started this game out. It was like fifteen to five, Texas Tech. I was beside myself watching at home because Guido, I was also thinking, look, if you're gonna get a win, this has got to be the team you capitalize on. And you come out of the gate and you're flat. Their crowds into it. Their their student section and crowd is notoriously tough to be in front of to begin with. WVU falls down 10. Hugs is mad. He goes to the bench. Uh to piggyback on what you said, Guido, uh, Joey Toots, Eric at this point, Seth, and James Aconquo all set career highs scoring in this game i mean they they all played really well they all answered the call they scoot they clawed us back into this game um and then the starters kind of slowly got their act back together and got the energy back up when they did come in
2: what's interesting about the texas tech if uh this is a little bit unrelated off the off the topic here but if uh let's say the two head coaches were to get into a fight who would win
1: between Mark Adams and uh, Bob Hugs? You mean yeah, a fist fight? Well, I mean, first of all, Hugs is just a lot larger. He's massive. He's a big guy for one thing. Hugs is a, yeah. Where are you where are you going here, Scoot? You got a look on your face like you're leading. You're leading the witnesses here. I'd
0: have to go Hugs. I-, I know where Scoot's going. I know the story behind this. I'd go Hugs, but Scoot, tell them why you would go Mark Adams. I'm going Mark Adams, a former professional boxer.
1: <laughs> yes. yes, yes, Mark Adams.
2: Yes. yes. Mark Adams. Yes.
1: What well, you're scoot you're enamored with this well, piece of trivia. Listen.
2: I mean, you can't judge a book by its cover. But that cover, that cover As looks it like it's not a boxer.
1: That not a former
0: so boxer. what do you know about this boxing history, story? I
2: I don't know a lot. I just know that he was a I'd heard a story in passing that he was a
1: I'm assuming like I Golden mean, Gloves or something like this, know. or what? What
2: would be amazing is if he fought somebody like worth talking about. Now
1: I'm going down a rabbit hole on
0: he's a, Mark Adams, a former Golden career. Glove boxer. Yeah, you are correct. Wow, uh, his father was also a former go- Golden Glove boxer uh, as well. So interestingly enough, I you don't when you look at Mark Adams, you definitely don't see a former Golden Glove boxer. But Scoot, look, I got to be honest, and I don't know if this is true. Uh, it says, "If I'm reading from the Dallas Morning News here." Yes, I um, see the same same article. Adams Adams was a former uh, Golden Glove boxer. He has influenced and yet led um, uh, winning a regional titles in Golden Gloves in Amarillo and both Amarillo and Lubbock. And then it, there's a line that says he once fought a poor man in a bear costume. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> was the was the man in the bear costume, or was Mark Adams in the bear costume?
1: <laughs> well, and consider like what's the Dallas Morning News doing here? Number seven is he likes yes. candy. Like what are we I doing? Mean, what are we doing here? We had to fu- we had to we had to flesh out ten things. Well, and,
2: he also was a what a GM for a hockey team.
0: Like. I mean, I I don't know. This is an interesting article. He's like if you the get a world's chance, most interesting man. Johnson will put this article in the yeah, uh, he'll I mean, he'll link to this article, the Dallas Morning News, in our show notes. But uh, if you're interested in learning a little bit about Bark Adams, this is the way to go. Anyway, back to WVU uh, basketball, Scooty. So yes, the, the the you know the second line comes in off the bench, if you will, uh, and looks great. Uh, Huggins, you know, after the game. Kind of talked a little bit about that. He talked about how you know we the bench was deep. They were able to rely on those guys. You know they played. Uh, they played better than the starters. I think well, he said something like like along those lines.
2: Let's point this out uh, for those who are uh, Guido enthusiasts. Guido uh, Guido's followers, his disciples, w- took to Twitter in the first ten minutes of the game, and they were all over. WV, Mm. here we go again. The world is falling. Yeah, Uh, it was ugly. The sky. I guess the world doesn't fall. The sky would fall. The sky is falling. Uh, Here's another way to start, Coach Huggins. Great start to the game. Like all this kind of like negative Nelly kind of garbage that we typically see if, God forbid, the other team starts on a run and they're up 8 0 or something to start the game. Which I think is what the but, case but, was in Texas but Tech. But
0: in, in, in my disciple's defense, you know, when we're at the at the under twelve minute timeout, TV timeout, and we're down by what eight, seven, eight at that point, you know, against a Texas Tech team that hasn't played close in hardly any of their games this year in the conference. I mean, it was. I think the fans had a right to be upset, ah, and traditionally, early, we don't turn those around. Too early. It
1: came, it's a game of runs. Well, I think people were expecting fight out of this group, you know, knowing that you need this win so bad. So I think that's why people flew off the handle. Scoot the the thing, and I, I think we probably will end up talking about this a little bit more, but the thing that stood out in this Texas Tech game, uh, Emmett Matthews only logs eleven minutes. He scores two points. Uh on the heels, you might remember of Hugs saying you know, we got some guys logging minutes. It probably shouldn't be logging minutes type of thing. Do you think there was any connection there? Because it felt like he was struggling. I mean, look, you have those games. It's not the end of the world, but it was noticeable. Well, the sure.
2: the talk coming out of the last couple games prior to this game was some guys are just playing for themselves. We're not playing like a team. We, like Huggins said, some guys are getting time that probably won't be getting as much time. And, um, by all accounts, the one guy I think that we could all agree from hearing stuff from Huggins and reading stuff is it probably wasn't Joe Toussaint because word on the street is Joe Toussaint drives pretty much a Uber and picks up all these guys and takes them to the practice facility. So I don't think it was him that, that Huggins was referring to, but it is interesting that, um, and I find it very interesting that Kidrian goes off for 20 and 22 points. And then all of a sudden that uh, is not happening
1: anymore. He scores, he scores four points, only logs 15 minutes in this game. That, that was another switch. Now maybe, you know, Guido, maybe that second line comes in. They're hot. Hugs is like, I'm riding the hot hand, you know, let's, let's let it roll. They had a lot of success. So maybe there's not a whole lot to read into that, but it seemed like this was also the game that James Aconquo sorta comes onto to the scene in the forefront well, he had that of your fans' minds. He has a yeah, he has an awesome block during this game. Um that got, you know, got the bench into it. He logs a ton of minutes 'cause, you know, it was really a game of it was really a game of bench scoring in this game. Like like you said, they I think the bench scores like sixty five percent of the points in this Texas Tech.
2: As everyone with a, a, a name floating out of their mouth after watching that block,
1: oh, so people were saying, Haven't seen the likes of that since uh Sags Konate. yes, right? Yes, I mean, they were calling a,
2: him oh, like oh, like, oh Conconate,
0: <laughs> con-con-ate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Conconate, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it you know, and then you saw it continue in the Auburn game with, with minutes, I mean. Maybe he will maybe he's the real deal. I mean, you know, when you see a guy like him, I think he played basketball for all of like two years before he came to West Virginia. He's another one of those those guys, right, that didn't have a a big like prep career and you know, been playing basketball, you know, been on these like U9 teams for, you know, and all of that. So
2: what you're saying is you and Fairmont have a little bit more experience than young James O'Conquo does in playing basketball.
0: I mean, yes. I probably. And so I what is happening? Where, did, where did the
2: rails fall off? Where did, where did I don't things know. go wrong? I, I mean, I
1: well, know. isn't it funny though that to me he is the most unlikely story of this basketball season so far? Don't you don't you think his emergence? Like I feel like in the last two or three games he's now coming on. Well, he's logging he was a ton of minutes. He's was a,
2: a square peg, right? And
1: Scoot, do you remember in the off when we knew that? Big Tunka was coming in. Mo Wage was, you know, a heralded recruit that they were, they were excited about his potential. I don't know if you recall, but in the offseason you and I were talking about, you know, if you're a if you're a Pat Sumnick, if you're a James Aconquo, what what are you thinking? And you told me, you're not going to remember this, but you said, no, I think you need to be patient with James Aconquo because I I remember you saying you had read where they had sort of developed a relationship with Hugs because they knew he needed to develop. He was supposed to redshirt You expected him not to year. hop in the portal. And they ended up playing. Right, and so you were... You were kind of waving the flag for him, saying, No, I think he's going to be like a developer because he's like super Huggs, young. Like has. he's
2: a college sophomore, but I think he's like only 18 still or something. Yeah, or maybe which is He, he came 19. to campus.
0: He, yeah, I think he came to campus when he was like 17 or something like that. I remember that. And I think the interesting thing is when we saw them get Mo in the offseason and pick him up in the portal, like we thought, Well, okay, there go Conco's minutes right there. Like he's not going to, you know, that's who's going to take his minutes. And It's kind of not, it's definitely not shifted that way. Moe play, you know, Moe's been playing less and less and less every game.
2: Uh, also interesting to note, and I'm not sure that my uh, wife still knows that his name is Oconquo. She refers to him as Algonquin.
1: Algonquin. She's just filling, like filling in the blanks when she can't remember the pronunciation. She,
2: yes, she thinks She's, his name is Algonquin. She goes Native American. Yes. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, my dad still, uh, he still catches Oscar Speedway <laughs> for the Kentucky Wildcats now and then, so that's fair enough. No, but then Guido, you know, all that parlays into this Auburn game, where I feel like the minutes were more shifted now back to the starters, the energy in the building from the starters, especially in the first half, I guess you could argue in the second half, maybe not the same, but in the first half, the energy from that starting five was terrific. Those minutes like ebb, you know, that ebbs back to those. Uh, Well, what, what
2: is happening? Right. So let's, let's just play this out. Or talk this out, I guess. What's really happening is there has been a shift in how the playing time has been doled out, right? So, it was obvious to a lot of us beforehand, but maybe even more so now, that Larry Harrison was pretty much running all of the substitutions. uh, With... With the exception of the occasional Huggins looking down the bench, telling somebody to get that guy out of there because he made a mistake or something. We'll call that the Jordan McCabe. So he would McCabe <laughs> somebody into the game. Somebody gets McCabe. He would McCabe somebody in. He
1: would McCabe and, someone in, yeah. And, yeah, right. Like a big, yeah, hook. like,
0: uh, oh, I miss I Jordan of.
2: McCabe. They'd, they'd yeah. come out with Sandman Sims and give him the hook.
0: So um <laughs> we used to have the bets, like it would Jordan McCabe be out in like by the three minute mark, like how how many minutes would Jordan McCabe last? Yeah. So now
2: you're seeing um Bob Huggins is taking on a much more active role with with getting guys in. And I and I to be honest, I'm gonna say again, we're not seeing every waking minute of this bench. The camera's not fixated on the bench the whole time. Nor can we hear all the conversations, but it, to me, as the outsider, it appears that outside of maybe somebody picking up a second or third foul or some kind of random foul trouble, uh, occasionally you might see like a Ron Everhart or a, or a Josh Eilert kind of uh, throw uh, a guy in just to you know kind of tend to the foul situation, but um, you're seeing. Uh, some different combinations that we haven't seen, um, like in that Auburn game, we're starting to see now uh, something we haven't seen since Culver and Speedway were here, uh, where you've got two bigs in the game at the same time and true, two true
0: post players. So I wanted to I wanted to talk though Scooty about about this because this what happened in the Auburn game is something that you've been preaching about for years now. I feel like for years, at least for the last couple seasons, we saw. We saw, honestly, seven guys play in that game. I mean, Mo got seven minutes. Uh, Kobe got, I think, six minutes. And for some reason, Seth Wilson only played a minute. Um, yeah, right. He got one He got minute. one minute. But other than that, you only saw seven guys play. You saw Toussaint and Okonkwo come off the bench and the starters, and that was it. And I think there were a couple things there. I think Huggins has been wanting to do this. Like you, And I yeah. think Huggins used to – you know, we used to do this more, and he probably wants to do this. I think one thing that helped him was – I mean, Eric Stevenson has – not that he – like, he just finally got it. I, I'll just put it that way. Like, no fouls, shooting great, like, just playing smart basketball. And that made a difference. And I think when he does that, it allows this team to be, be the way this team should be. It allows you to play guys, you know, like they, like he played them on, on Saturday. I do prefer the short bench, though,
1: Scoot. Not oh, that man, I – I mean, I want to see people play. You know, I, I get that there's a con to that, but I – I like that. How, I how much of that do you think bench. was
0: was Larry Harrison, though? How much of that do you think was, like, uh, being a long bench and playing 12 guys a game? I think 90%.
2: Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's Huggins' fault for letting it happen, right? I mean, it, the the buck stops with him. I mean, he can say, hey, we're not going to do this. But I think he had a tough – I think he was in, in too deep with this friendship and his respect for Larry to really let let him make any changes. But – What I would change, the only thing I would really change in that Auburn game is, so you ran Eric Stevenson from the majority of the game. You had to. He was on fire. We saw a good portion of time where you had Tunka, Jimmy Bell Jr., and Okonkwo together. And then there was a large period of time where we had the two point guards, Toussaint and Kedrian, in the game together. The only thing I would change and make a little bit different is I would probably put Kedrian on the bench and bring in Seth Wilson as that off guard. Uh, if you're, if I'm being honest, I I want to love Kobe Johnson. I want to, I want to be, I want to be his biggest fan. I don't see what he brings to us on the offensive side, other than he's not aggressive to the basket. He just is like a facilitator of the ball to me. Like he's not a, a guy like Seth Wilson, who's a threat to shoot at the very least. Um, shoot for the love of mankind. This guy is second all time in high school points to LeBron James. Had I known this about him uh, prior to this year, I probably would have been like, why aren't we playing Seth Wilson? A ton more. Now that I do know this, my my respect and my interest in watching Seth Wilson play has risen dramatically.
0: Well, and especially after he comes off of a Texas tech game where he looked he looked really good right. in that Texas tech game. So it was interesting that he got you know, that Kobe got more minutes and but I do like the way that that they're running. I know you I, I know you're not a Kedrian Johnson fan, Scooty, but like he is defensively he is stronger than a lot of the other guys on the team. Uh
2: yeah, yes. But here's the thing and I'm I respect all of these guys. I think they're all good, good players. Right. But if I'm being, if, if I'm uh, being critical, Scoot, tell the people, the, like, tell, listen, them, tell, tell them, me, the okay, people. well, here's what I'm going to tell you. And yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but this is how it feels. Right. Kedrian Johnson goes off for 20 and 22 points. We are struggling to play as a team. We don't win those games. It comes across like Taz Sherman time. And maybe that's where he learned some of that stuff. Because I'll be honest, Taz may be a great guy. Don't really know him. But he came across like a guy that wasn't a great team player. Again, I may be totally wrong. I may be way off base, but I'm just calling it like I see it from the
1: outside. Well, Seth Seth calls Taz out by name when you ask him about his development. So I would just throw that out there. But do you think there's anything to make of Texas Tech – because I I know I'm harping on this, but I, I want to harp on it for a minute, Scoot. Because you know I'm a big Emmett Matthews fan, and you know coming into the season, I thought it was honestly, I thought it was Trey Mitchell's talents, and then backup singers. You know what I mean? To to be if I'm being honest, that's how I felt coming into the season against Texas Tech. Now we doc- we just discussed their lowered minutes, but they combine I think for five points in this win over Auburn. Honestly, like if you were gonna, uh, what you want to use wet blanket again? If you were gonna throw a wet blanket on something, it's a good thing Eric Stevenson hits seven threes and goes for 31 because Emmett and Trey combined for, I think, 10. Uh, you know, is there something like I want to be happy about these wins? I was ecstatic. Like the rest of the weekend was wonderful after Auburn, right? There's no being unhappy, there's nothing to be sad about. But if I had like a tinge of worry underlining these games, is well, that I, I don't understand where those two guys in particular right? th- are. Like, where are they going? Like, I feel like their energy needs Emmett, to be more maybe aggressive Emmett, is the right word. And um, it has some shades of
2: what he was like his last year here. And a little bit of maybe it's the the pl-
1: like where you just you just wanted to yeah
2: work. it's the maybe it's the right. plight of the six seven wingman at WVU right right so yes. you are Jalen Bridges yeah you have games where you score eighteen you have uh, games where you score two uh,
1: yeah.
2: yeah you're, you're Issa, Ahmad. Issa Ahmad you have games where you're maybe. not awake you have games <laughs> where you are what? you look like LeBron James. A
1: Yeah, you're six, seven, two, twenty-five, and look freaking like a
2: stud NBA lottery pick. And then you have games where you uh, shoot the ball three times and miss all three.
1: (laughs) Right, it's like a recurring. Somehow you've like I don't know.
2: You have guilted Bob Huggins into starting you every game. So I don't know, Trey. I don't know enough. I think we don't. I mean, to be honest, we really don't. We don't know enough about Trey to know if this is typical trey mitchell type playing is something off is he hurt uh there was talk that Emmett might have a what an ankle issue or something was that a factor i really don't know um but if and that's all fair
1: i mean there's no we're not i'm not trying to like you know
2: uh, no, throw yeah, any right.
1: shade at these guys. I, I'm a big I fan the of those. Same thing. Both. I mean, I, with
2: with Keydrian and Taz and all those guys, right? I'm just calling it like I see it from the outside. I don't really know enough, and there's a lot of
1: I, other factors. I, I think if wanna... anything, Guido, you probably look at this and you go, "Yeah, you know what? They struggled a bit, and you still beat the 15th ranked team in the country. You know what? Like maybe that's the way you look. Like you have enough talent across the board that maybe those two guys." Can have an off night, and you can still be really successful. Maybe that's the way to look at
0: it. And and you know, as we do, the three of us, we were texting this whole game, and Scooch chirping at halftime. He's like, "Look, you guys, Guido, you're down on this team. We're up, we're up. Uh, you know, huge on the number 14th huge. ranked team in the nation. He like, and he's all, and I'm like, just wait, let's we'll see if this team can close out. And then 5 minutes left to go in the game. I text you guys and I was like, "Well, let's see if this team has heart." This is this that was the moment. Like they had to be able to close out a game. You know, they let they let Auburn back into it. Huggins even said in his post game he wasn't happy with the second half play. I think my biggest worry is is that they 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 made it. They 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 had heart, but it was on the back of Eric Stevenson and I have yet to see Eric Stevenson at least and play against teams like this be able to string two or three of these level well, I'm not I don't expect him to score 31 every game but like will he come back next game and put up you know listen, 18 this
2: to me I'm I'm wondering so let's 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 go back in the annals I said the annals, annals? you want to go, go back annals. in the annals. annals all right let's all go right. back in the let's annals to
1: the annals uh, uh getting of WVU deep in the
2: annals. basketball okay okay uh, do you remember a guy named Joe Alexander?
1: I recall him. Yes.
2: I do. Okay. Yes. Re- do you remember yeah. uh, midway through his last year, it was as if a switch went off, yeah, in that sure. young man's brain. Yes. And all right. of a sudden, he starts averaging close to thirty a game to finish out the season.
1: Yeah, Hugs sort of made yeah. him a project at the yes. end of that year.
2: And if you recall, he uh, was drafted fairly high. Some might say the lottery pick. Yeah. Right. Now, granted, he did not have the NBA career that all of us had hoped he would have. Right. And I don't know all the. I have no idea why that didn't work out for all, you know, maybe he couldn't run an offense. Maybe But that's he sort of uh, beside the
1: point, right? That you're making right. like he he went from a guy we didn't even really know a lot about right. to
2: the talk about like all, all we knew about Joe Alexander before Huggins got there was he was the guy that could do cool dunks during warmups.
1: Yeah, he was like this super athlete. Everyone, "Hey man, right. there's this Everyone guy the bench. Like, man, watch, you got to watch this guy. He these, just like, dunks." Crazy athlete. The, yeah, yeah, I remember that.
2: So, I bring him up because I'm wondering I'm wondering, is, is this maybe a guy who's turned the corner? And and because I think it's always been there. But is this a guy who's turned the corner and now is on that kind of path? Is he going to score 30 a game? I don't know. Not Probably not because he's an outside shooter, right? So those guys get streaky. But. When you look at a guy that's got some moxie about, him, I think Moxie's a good shoot, Charles Barkley is raving about him on the sideline. Charles Barkley doesn't know this kid. He's raving about about uh, Eric Stevenson
1: and how he likes him and how he likes his swagger and 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 well, it's an interesting point, skew, because do you remember how Hugs used to do that? Huggs used to go get a guy and be like, get a guy and then just the turn project him into an NBA season. Guy. Yeah. He did yeah. that with Deshaun Butler. He did that with Joe Alexander. I think he did it with Kenyon Javon Martin, Carter, Danny Fortson. Carter. Like he used to do that. You could, Oh, like that's the guy like Joe Alexander. I remember one of my first thoughts about Joe Alexander is like Huggs yells at everyone. He yells at that guy a lot. And it was yeah. like I came to know over the course of that season with Joe. You could tell Hugs was like, look, I know you can do more. I'm screaming at you to do to do more. I, I demand it from you. And maybe that's what he's starting to do here. When I
2: see Eric Stevenson, and granted, uh, no one has hired me. I'm not uh, Stanley Sugarman. OK, you know, Stanley Sugarman No. from the movie Hustle. Oh, yeah. Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler. where he was the
1: okay, yeah, yeah where he was the
2: NBA scout. Yeah, I'm not Stanley Sugarman, who knows uh, NBA talent when he sees it. But I'm going to say this: as of right now, on this team, right now, I think Eric Stevenson has the best chance of playing in the NBA. Uh,
1: can I, Guido? Can I just interject something? Do you recall when Scoot said this about Jordan McCabe? No, no, no.
0: no. He had, Jordan McCabe could <laughs> he pass like no, an NBA player. No, you play. 100% said the exact same thing about Jordan McCabe. Scoot, pro- 100% proceed. Did.
2: I just wanted to give context. Uh, uh, so, what you, I'm 500. I'm batting
1: 500. <laughs> I had Alexander and I had, all right, I I had McCabe. All That's right? one way no, bat- to say yeah. it. I
0: mean, it could still happen, right? Jordan McCabe.
1: Well, can I throw some statistical things at you, Scoot, about sure, Eric Stevenson? Throw away. First of all, do you remember a gentleman named James beetle bolden
2: i do okay i do
1: well uh keenan cummings at rivals keenan tweeted out eric stevenson is the first wvu player to score 31 points since james bolden in 2019
2: what's funny about beetle beetle was built kind of like um kedrian johnson and i feel like that doesn't sustain itself it does not uh that frame does not make for the the big time scoring uh player
1: let me give you one more okay we got uh guido will appreciate this one too espn stats and info tweeted out over the last 25 seasons only one west virginia player had ever scored 30 points on five plus three point. this is one of those guido this is one of those stats and info things they do where like eight green beans uh, yeah. petted a cat, <laughs> you know, like there's a lot going on here, but yeah. just stay with me for a second. Right. So over the last 25 seasons, only one West Virginia player had ever scored 30 points on five plus three pointers versus an AP ranked team. Eric Stevenson makes it two, joining Deshaun Butler in 2009. That's that's scoot. That's good company, right? Right. I, I'm
2: telling you, he, he had the look of a guy that you want the ball in their hands. Um, And I said this earlier in the season, and it went away. It did drift away on us, but it's it's coming back, right? So prior to Eric Stevenson, the only other time I felt like this guy will hit anything that touches his hands was Sean McNeil two years ago. Now, Sean McNeil last year, we didn't see any of that. Sean McNeil two years ago had some Jimmer Fredette cross half court, flip it up from the the northern panhandle, and it's probably going in. Right. Right now I feel that way with Stevenson.
0: He shot one from Ravenswood. I I I am just saying, I'm asking, I'm asking, is is Eric Stevenson able to stay like this and be this Eric Stevenson versus Crotcho Region Gate Eric Listen, Stevenson? Listen, I'm I think- gonna say
2: this Crotcho Crotcho Stevenson <laughs> was a good Stevenson. The problem with Crotcho Stevenson is he got in trouble. Like, and then I think because he got some browbeat and knocked down of he probably had some miserable days of practice following that crotchal game. He, I think, had to dig himself back out of this hole.
1: Do you think this is book three of Eric Stevenson? Do you think book one was like pre crotchel grab? Then there was mm-hmm. the crotchel grab era uh, where we felt like so the, this is the- like third the third act. Yeah. Like a Shakespearean right. yes. play. Yes. Like act act 2 was like you know the mojo had been lost. Yes. Act 3 maybe starts with this Auburn game now.
2: Where we see the flaws in act 2 now Yes. We're, now we're
1: like return like return of the jet like uh, you know like he's now he's back on the, the scene. This is the trilogy. Yes.
2: This is the third
0: uh, one.
1: We finish strong I, with a new and improved Moxie Skywalker. is back,
0: Eric Stevenson. Gotcha. I just, I, I will say, guys, I think it's key to this team saving its season. I, I'll put it that way. And it's hard, like Johnson. You and I were talking about this before we got on the show. It's hard to even talk about, like, quote unquote, saving the season. Yes, I know we've we've only got two wins. You know, we're two and six in conference. We, we this Auburn game wasn't a conference. What is game, uh, what is Kenneth Pomeroy saying? I mean, but that's what oh, I was—that's oh, what we were talking about. That's
1: good segways. Ken
0: Palm has us right now ranked twentieth. Ken 20. Palm has WVU 20. Twenty. and so Scoop. that's where. And eight, we're not even showing up in the AP. You're preaching to the choir. Talk to negative
2: Nelly over there in the uh, on the top (laughs) left of my screen. I think
1: think Guido's reporting it to you because he cannot get his head around how Um, we are. Listen, son, it's a good team. It's just been poorly coached up until
2: midway through the season.
1: Well, maybe that's part of the third act too. Like because Guido now, I think you're saying. I think you're probably saying two things. Can, can an Eric Stevenson, uh, can he maintain something like that? Number two, can the coaching staff hugs included? Can they, can they build off this win? This is a great win. This is one of those wins that should like propel you into the end of your season. Right.
2: Right. Something else I want to point out. Right. So, um, I am now, uh, not that anyone really needs to know this, but I'm going to tell you, I am now following DeMar Johnson on, on the Twitters. Okay. And uh, I'm sure
1: he appreciates that.
2: I think he does. Uh, he pointed out here, he tweeted recently that, um, you know, he was a week and a half into the season and that was the first game he scouted when he got the job and the guys pulled out the win for him after, you know, looking at his scout.
1: Yeah. They're now so, what? Three and three and one since he came on. So board, yeah?
2: if, if that's any indication, like if he's the guy that helped, you know, scout what Auburn does and help lead to at least to that big, big lead in the first half. Listen, if you if you can break out to a sixteen, eighteen point lead in a half at some point, it's really tough for another team to dig a dig out of that hole. And you're probably going to win those games more times than you're not. So that's that's key. If we can get good scouting early, well, I
1: think in Guido's defense, though. I'm thinking I'm not going to speak for you, Guido, but I think the 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 hesitation is that I can see WVU winning the next three games or losing the next three games just as easy. You know what I mean? Like the the conference is so tough. So like I, I, I love them right now. I love that they went into Lubbock and won. I love that they won this electric game against Auburn at home. But it's not like you can let your guard down. You know what I mean? It's not like you can pat yourself on the back. Like you got to get ready to go next game,
0: and that's exactly what I was what I was going to get at. Which is like, I apologize to my ACC friends and my SEC friends, and and you know, you have uh, friends in these places. All the other teams that Gonzaga has to smack around, but no, but like seriously, like we're the the Big Twelve is leaps and bounds better than any conference this year, deeper than any conference this year. I'll say that. And so I think when you look at it and you say well yeah, it's great that Gonzaga is a powerhouse or or you know whatever name whatever ACC teams doing well this year Virginia are they are they the best ACC team this year I think uh, they're having a good team
1: yeah they're having a good season
0: Yeah you know great congratulations but like you the your, your bottom of the barrel is way more bottom the, than the our bottom of The
1: grind isn't there the, gr- the, the grind, grind isn't, isn't, there. isn't
0: there I think we would
2: all agree we would be top 3 in just about all the other leagues I would right. go to
0: as far to say if we were in the ACC, which I know, including myself, there are a lot of people that wish we were in the ACC, I think that we would be the number one team in the ACC right now. I think we would probably could be number one in the ACC. Well, you surely, you wouldn't be two and six in conference. No. No. How about Big Ten? Same. I mean, you know, you've got Purdue, which is, Purdue's kind of a juggernaut this year. So, you know, I, I would say, you know, you've got Purdue in there. Um, but yeah, we got, Rutgers isn't bad this year. But yeah, there's no. I mean, like again, about, I think we're top uh, tier. Pac-12. SEC, top tier. Pac-12. I mean, you know, UCLA's good as they are every year. But like most years, but like
2: SEC, I'm, you've got Alabama, you've got Tennessee. Tennessee. Um. You know,
0: I mean, to be honest with you, you know what conference would be hard to be in right now that I would enjoy being back in the Big, the Big East. East. Yeah, because Marquette's good this year again. UConn. UConn's. Back being UConn,
2: Providence is decent.
0: Yeah, I mean Xavier's good. Like, there's some good. I teams. think the funny thing too. I, I may have saved it here.
1: I think it was Ethan Bach that pointed out um, Iowa State is headed into Texas Tech for their next conference game, uh, winless in conference. Texas Tech versus Iowa State, who I think is, uh, if not in the lead, like up there tied for the top of the conference, um, and. Texas Tech is favored in that game and he was like "How's that even what like? is going on like that's what? the story of this conference is you're never like there's you're never safe there is no like there is the, no gimme there is no just go the
2: worst part about our next game there's there's two bad things can you name Jamie, can you name both Jamie Dixon's haircut okay that's one that isn't that and, is one of them
1: uh, <laughs> te- uh I'm the, the say, court I'm, it I'm has can, to be the yeah, yes, yes. That is yes, that, that is the I'm channeling this, my this inner stat, It's the court. Oh it my is god, bad. that court it's is so horrible. Bad. It's it's yeah, that so court bad. is
2: not only like the arena. It feels like you're playing in some sort of weird laser tag facility. <laughs> it's the one time in your life you wish you were yeah, colorblind. Like you feel like you're in some sort of laser tag place. Well, who
1: thought that floor <laughs> was a good? Look? It it hurts the stare at uniforms. it for a while.
2: Whoever is deciding these uniforms. Is a moron. Black, gray, purple, and red. Pink. Don't they have like, put a, like, like a like red a, in a there? Pinkish purple. Like, like what are you yeah. doing?
0: Maybe None of it looks
2: their, good. Uh,
1: what do they call that? Scoot frogs of war. Yeah, um, yeah blood.
2: Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, frogs of yeah. Like it's bad. It looks really good. bad. So we'll see what happens.
0: WVU plays 15th ranked TCU Tuesday, 9 p.m. The game is on ESPNU at the. Schollmeier. How would you say it in German, Scooty?
2: Schollmeier. Ja.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is good arena. Arena in Fort Worth, Texas. And then Oklahoma travels to the Collie on Saturday to play, get this guys, first time in a while, Saturday night game, 8 p.m. tip-off on ESPN2 against Oklahoma.
2: What did uh, Elton John say about Saturday nights? There,
0: it's all right for fighting. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. We'll see if WVU can keep up the momentum. That they have. Uh, I do want to talk another basketball thing with you guys that I think was hilarious. I don't know if you saw this, uh Duquesne basketball game being broadcast. And I I have to believe in my heart of hearts, I have to believe this was like staged or something. This had to be some sort of like prank stage. An Uber Eats guy like literally walks onto the court during the game, like while gameplay was going on, looking to like deliver It was food. a
2: prank. They said it was a prank. It yes, they said prank? it was a prank. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, things get weird, right? Yeah, I mean,
1: it's a funny prank. It is a funny prank. But yeah. a dangerous prank for that guy, what's right? A, what's yeah, a funnier right. prank?
2: The Uber Eats guy or the guy that throws the gigantic airplane paper airplane onto the court?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Uber Eats guy has to. Uber Eats guy. I think, the, yeah, I right. think I mean,
2: the airplane
1: itself, though, takes more uh, skill. I, right what well, do you think well so scoot if you maybe you're in the know then i, I didn't know it was a prank but I like yeah was it uh like did duquesne students get together and be like hey let's go!" i this don't know the details behind it the
2: but i i would okay. imagine it would be something like the three of us are drinking some beverages and we say you know what would be hilarious is let's send an uber eats guy <laughs> down courtside <laughs> and give it to like the third guy off the bench and let's see what happens <laughs> not only to me but what happens to that guy when we're handing him food like he's the one that's ordered it and his coaching staff wants to just like send him to siberia
1: if you were going to order uber eats scoot Ooh. courtside Ooh. Wh- now and it's not like it's from outside the coliseum yeah right so you can't get a you know pepper yeah, your, right. or something like if you were going to uber right. Eats something right. in to your seat what what would uh, your order be
0: uh like what would you that's a good eat very good in? question um you've got to pick the establishment that he's ordering from
1: not the type of food what but what, what place what well no, that's part of my question like where would he want what would he want i,
2: I think listen i think i speak for both of us when i say it's got to be a it's got to be a cheesy gordita going.
1: crunch, right?
0: It does, <laughs> Guido. Like, it has to be
1: that? a cheesy gordita crunch. It's the best thing on Taco Bell's menu. See,
0: but I, see this is what I really thought he was going to say, because this would have been the better answer, Scooty. I thought that if you were at the Coliseum, and you're like, man, I could use something to eat that's not here, there's a Qdoba right down in Patterson that I thought I you would just like get your Qdoba. from I do that. like a good
2: Qdoba. Yeah. Uh, think of us Qdoba. Mexican Eats, I believe that's their slogan. Anyway, um... Uh, we are available for sponsorships. Um, right. Yeah, we'll sign us I I think I gotta go. I think I gotta go something quick though, something that's gonna take care of business, and that's the cheesy gordita crunch.
0: It definitely will take care of business.
1: I thought you were gonna Jake Lance me there for a second and like go down this rabbit hole of Chipotle. Well, we already Keith. know that's what we I was trying to know. get him to.
2: So, um, <laughs> Chipotle's not looking to sponsor us. I think Qdova would. So it was a prank though.
0: It was a prank. It was not. It, it was not real
2: yes, it was a that's prank hilarious. that's correct uh, but it would be yeah it's very strange
0: and that comes off of a week of like weird strange things happening at basketball games too because I saw in an NBA game where like James Harden just decided to run onto the court in the middle of a play uh, yeah, the other day that. there was a lot of weird uh, a lot of weirdness happening during during the middle of basketball games
1: Well, it makes me wonder now if like you know, ushers and staff will be specifically directed to make sure Uber Eats people aren't wandering out onto the uh,
2: I will say this, and I don't know um, when the change of these uh, women's game, uh, the uh, yes? Coliseum staff are now wearing ties and vests. Don't know that I've ever noticed that before.
0: And they oh, They really? were
2: again in the Auburn game, huh. which I happened to see. I think there was uh, somebody may have run into – uh going out of bounds or something ran into a a vest-wearing stadium worker very high class interesting
0: interesting well thought that thought that was good very high class uh we should talk a little football just a just a tiny bit uh one is congratulations to Kazir White who plays for the Eagles and is going to get to play in the Super Bowl in 2 uh, weeks
2: not the Eagles not if you're from West Virginia you don't call them Eagles,
1: Eagles.
0: you call them Eagles you, Eagles Eagles, Eagles? Eagles. Eagles. Uh, okay Eagles uh, and also congratulations to Geno Smith, who the Pro Football Writers of America voted the Comeback Player of the Year. So to, you know, West Virginia, uh, West Virginia, alumni, yeah. you know, doing uh, doing well in the NFL. So uh, that's that's nice to see. Um, any news we want to talk about with head coach Neil Brown, uh, guys? I mean,
2: I uh... Well, Scoot. Scoot's like, do we have to? He was at the Bob Huggins fish fry. It appeared as though he had at least one, maybe two bottles of water at the table. yep and That's what I could maybe see. Two that's all I could water. see from the
1: photos. Keeping him hydrated? Scoot, he compared, so you know, they had some quotes uh recently at a press conference talking about the upcoming season. Uh one thing really quick, Guido, he compared the tr- one thing that caught my attention, he compared the transfer portal to deposits and withdrawals.
2: Well, I'm going to tell you right now in a banking account. <laughs> Scoop.
1: Chapter how would you eleven. Describe that. That's how I would
2: describe
0: account. it. We we are in chapter eleven. Listen, he's re- he's running that negative checking account. I hope he has that. What is that? That uh, checking checking protection that uh, that that you get you overdraft, know overdraft we overdraft got some like, uh, protection overdraft uh, <laughs> protection um, that feels
1: like a United, yes, uh, yes, United, know, with United, with United Bank like yes United here. United Bank right <laughs> <laughs> check out our overdraft protection thank protected. God for the
2: FDIC
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just had to throw that no that was that me. was great you. and that same press conference too. Uh, It was interesting because he said that, uh, because, you know, we've got this whole new conference that we're playing next year. We've got all these new teams, so not everybody will play everybody next year. And so one of the things he says is he knows who he's playing, he knows what teams he's playing, but he doesn't know when. And so uh, kind of like, well, why aren't they telling us? Like, it was was kind of an interesting comment to come out. Because
2: it's probably going to be Houston game four. Wow. followed by somebody really tough and bad game five. Scoot,
1: Scoot he, he also said that he would be heavily involved in next year's offense.
2: Yeah. That's what he said. Listen, I've been saying that for months. Ask Graham Harrell how heavily involved he's been.
0: <laughs> Scoot's. Uh, Scoot's been buying uh, stock in like – Anderson and uh, a couple of those big screen door companies. Screens, yeah, yeah right.
2: Yeah, you know. Listen, I'm I am still waiting for Guido to go to a football game in that number
0: two Daegi jersey that he said he would. I mean, maybe maybe we have to. I'm gonna go dressed as a Larson screen door. That's what I'm gonna go dressed as. We're just wear a bi- wear a screen. Can you like? Just we go in veils. Would we wear a veil? (laughs) Remember, we said
1: we were going to bring out the screenometer. Yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah.
0: If there's somebody who's really good with uh, writing websites and some way to figure out, like, can we just have a website that we check that just counts the screens throughout the whole season, like? West Virginia stats guy's got to get on this. He's got to figure out a way to give us some sort of like screen stat, like bubble screen stat. Do
2: you think other teams, you know, how the sideline, when it's a run or it's a pass, they're just going to go screen?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're going to yell screen when it's a screen. Hey, how, how funny would it be, Scoot? You know when now on the sidelines they hold up like the big uh, banners yeah. that block, or yeah, yes. to block. So what you if can't we just held just They were just screens, yeah. right? They were just like big yes. screens. <laughs> I like it.
1: Screen doors. Yeah. So we're. We'll Are s- we going too far with the screen, I mean, Scoot? I, think, I like the play on screens. We'll have to. Desi- can we figure design out a, some more? Got
0: to design a shirt to put in the store. I
1: feel like you're not appreciating all the ways we're bringing the uh, screen listen,
2: into this segment. I don't appreciate the screen. Like I, you and I can throw a screen pass. We're not Division One college quarterbacks. We had a five-star quarterback, and we asked him to throw the ball five yards for the last five games of the season. Listen, we don't want you throwing it any more than 12
0: yards. Please only want you want to well, hurt listen, Chad, Chad Scott's going to run the ball. So. Chad Scott's going to run the ball. That's what's going to happen.
1: That's what's going to happen. Big Scott. league backs.
0: Yep. Uh, and speaking of uh, speaking of positions that we throw a lot to tight end, tight end, um, Mike O'Laughlin left WVU because I don't think they were throwing the ball to him enough. And guess where he landed, Scooty? Uh,
2: well, I'm going to guess Liberty University because that's where all Mountaineers go.
0: <laughs> no, even better, another place. He might that's be, a good guess. That's a good guess. He might be no. actually back at Mountaineer Field because he's got his arm around Dana Holgerson down in Houston.
2: It's a little weird. It's a little weird. He's going to it's join uh, his his maybe his old buddy Sam yeah. Brown.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, it'll be an interesting season. Well, we should probably wrap it up. I'm sure we'll have more football stuff to talk about. Spring spring uh, spring games not that far away, guys. We're only two months away. From uh, spring practices,
2: so. I can't wait to see that competition. Hey, we'll see that QB that competition. competition. That quarterback competition. That quarterback
0: competition? You're right. going to see it. Those That's press right. conferences will be interesting, so. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, don't forget, look for us online. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Got Your Ears On. And we have a website where we post all of these thoughts and links So you can find them, Johnson. That's what we do. We
1: uh, post each show's show notes in blog form out on the website, all the links that you can click on of the stuff we talked about, probably stuff we didn't even get to. Uh, You can click on the tune in link right on the website to listen to the latest show. And you can also click through to
0: the GYEO merch store. So check it all out. Yeah, check it out. Got your ears on. Com. That merch is flying Fine. off the shelves. It is. Can't polo keep shirts. it the on. polo there. shirts have been
2: moving. Polo like. shirt Hot seller. They're hot seller. Hot right se- like hotcakes. Hotcakes.
0: Hot. You know, we, we're, we're big with the 45-year-old <laughs> okay. crowd. They need those golf shirts. So That's right. Uh, stylish. That's very right. stylish. Very stylish. Uh, WVU plays twice this week. They play on Tuesday. They travel to Fort Worth to play TCU, 15th ranked. That's a 9 p.m. tip on ESPNU. They also play Oklahoma. Oklahoma. The Sooners come to the Coliseum on Saturday, an 8 o'clock tip off on ESPN 2. So check that out. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with another show next week. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On.